Now, let's be very quiet. We don't want to offend too many people, so don't tell them James Whale is on the air. Welcome to the programme. Nice to have you with us, yes. Uh, you can find me here. Well, you can find me here any time, actually. Well, uh, Robbo produces the programme so that people can just listen whenever they want. That's very true. Very true indeed. It is. Very true indeed. Um, so you might be listening for the first time. Nice to have you with us. Maybe since my uh, my uh, departing uh, from BBC Essex, where I've done the, uh, the breakfast show for three years nearly, and uh, decided it was time to move on. Uh, there have been, oh, been lots of conspiracy theories I've noticed in the media. I, I suppose you've seen that, have you? Uh, I have, yes. Yeah, yeah. well, I can assure you that I will sue anybody who says the wrong thing. Um, BBC Essex and I have uh, parted company very amicably. I'll tell you later where you can hear me, but I'm always here. Robbo uh, and I are always here at uh, jameswellradio.co.uk. That's true. Yes, we are always here. Always here. So jameswhaleradio.co.uk. Tell your friends. Uh, a look through what's been happening in the news of the week. Uh, and, uh, of course, to, uh, to, you know, all the vitriolic people who, um, who really obviously listen to every single word I say. Uh, hello to you. I know you're listening and uh, you moan nonstop about me, but it's always nice to have you there because you're always the same sort of person, aren't you? You're the sort of person that can't really indulge in debate or an argument. You're the sort of person that, that always feels you're being put down. And actually, you probably are because you probably need to be. I've looked at some of them. I was going to go through a whole list of some of the people who said, oh, I'm glad he's listening. I can listen to that program again. Because you won't, will you? And the fact is that when I was on BBC uh, Essex doing the breakfast show, they have the highest ratings they've had for ages. I wonder why. Uh, maybe you not listening contributed to it, although I doubt it. So uh, I'd like to say hello to all those people who, uh, who aren't really listening at the moment. Um, people who've just tuned in via their favourite local radio stations. We've got... Uh, a few hundred who uh, who now take this programme. Nice to have you with us as well. Uh, and I will continue to be doing my programme on a Saturday morning live from BBC Southeast, which is situated in Tunbridge Wells, 10 o'clock until 2 in the afternoon, 10 o'clock in the morning till 2 in the afternoon. And uh, you can hear that uh, via the studio of BBC uh, Radio Kent, I think. Yep. I was just waiting for you to say to say something, but you you didn't you didn't seem to to want to contribute for some reason today. I'm uh, busy concentrating on your levels. What's wrong with my levels? I don't know. You sound very sort of tinny today. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think that's your fault. I'm using my old headphones, and they so oh, that's better. They had a loose connection. That sounds better, doesn't it? To you, it might be. Just one, just one second. It does for me. Yeah. Well, make it. I, you know, you said it was okay. Well, it was. You were lying. How's your? How's your? Could you adjust the knobs on the on the um, on the bottom one? Move that down a bit. If I press that down, that sounds better. Okay. What do you think? Yep. Okay. We'll go with that. Uh, so there we are. That's it. The uh, the story about BBC. Oh, sugar hit me. Flipping leg on the desk. 
Yeah. The story about BBC Essex is that uh, we amicably parted company. I've been deciding for quite some time. And uh, the management didn't want me to say anything until the day before I left. And I was more than happy uh, to follow their wishes because, of course, you can always meet me here at James Whale Radio. Uh, .co.uk on our website where there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, of programs, even some of the old television shows. And soon um, we, we're going to put some of the Men and Motors shows up. I did a few years ago. Yes, the Men and Motors, uh, the Blue Whale. Yes, the Blue Whale. Yes, very good indeed. So anyway, so that's it. So uh, yes, I'll tell you at the end of the program if you remind me where you can hear me over the next few weeks live on radio, but you can always hear me here, of course, uh, the James Whale Radio Show, one hour long, broadcast on various radio stations uh, across the country, in fact, across the world, isn't it? It is now, yes, all over the world. Yeah, all over the world, we're all over the world, uh, but you can pick us up on your phone, you can pick us up on your tablet, you can pick us up on your computer, um, that's all you need. That's all you need. And just go jameswhaleradio.co.uk. Um, so... Uh, you may remember um, a little while ago we were talking, we, we ran a competition for the worst call centre in the country or the world. I can't, I can't remember which we did. Most of them are in the world though now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Because I get, I get sick and tired. I don't want to, I don't want to be too rude, really. But I get sick and tired when you have to phone, and particularly if it's a government or a bank or or something like that, um, an, an organisation that is fairly large that they now have call centres. And I, I think one of the things you need to be able to do, if you're working in a call centre, you need to be able to speak so people can understand you. Don't you agree? Uh, yes, I, I totally agree, yeah. Good. And so when I get through to a call centre, I don't want to hear somebody just prattling off a flipping script without listening to what I have to say. Uh, Mrs W the other day was really upset. I think I told you this story. When she phoned, obviously the call centre was in Scotland and uh, the, the person who answered her had such a thick Glaswegian accent. Nothing against any sort of accent. But if you are going to be in a call centre, you need to be understood by everyone. Not just the Glaswegians. See you, Jimmy. Who was that? Um, I don't know. No. Anyway, yeah. Um, and, and so she said to the bloke, she said, do you think you could speak a little bit slower? And he put the phone down on her and acute, when she rang back and spoke to the manager of the call centre, as you would, uh, she's, she was told she was being racist. So I rang back and gave him a mouthful. I gave him a whale mouthful. Not rude. I, I put him in his place. I said, look, uh, um, I'm going to make a real complaint about this. In fact, if you don't stop uh, harassing people, because they're all, they're all from Scotland. They all thought they were superior. I'm sorry, not, you know, I have good friends from Scotland, but these were just a bunch of dumbos, to be honest with you. I'm really sick of it. And if you, listen, if, if you sometimes, perfectly, no problem at all, if you go through, uh, there are lots of calls, or there were, there aren't so many now, but the banks seem to favour having call centres in India. Now, if you, if you complain about uh, somebody from uh, the Indian subcontinent because you can't understand them, somebody's going to call you racist, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So I'm putting it down now that sometimes people with a very thick regional accent from somewhere in the world, I can't understand. And if I can't understand them, why the flipping heck are they working in a telephone call centre where people from a country other than their own are calling in if they don't have perfect diction. That was very clear. 
Do I make myself clear? Perfectly. Okay, so here are some of the... We, we put it out on Facebook a while ago, didn't we? Uh, we did, yes. And let me, get my, let me get this up on the computer. So here are some of your, uh, your responses. Diane Hammond, hello, Diane. She says, Asda, all the way in South Africa, they really don't have a clue how the UK works. It's not their fault, I know, but seeing as they are owned by a US company, it is a total nightmare. I've never rung a call centre from Asda, have you? I've never rung a call centre, no. 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 So I didn't, I didn't know they were in South Africa, but there we are. Um, so this is, uh, we're going to give the award to the worst call centre in the world. Have we decided who's won it yet? Um, I, I think we have an idea who's won it, yeah. All right, okay. Helen Davidson. Hello, Helen. N-Power. Took me 18 months to get a bill. I rang and I rang and I rang. 18 months. Oh, listen, I tell you, some of these power companies do not know their ass from their elbow, if you will excuse the expression. Uh, Mrs. W is still having a problem with British gas. We stopped using British gas uh, to supply our gas. But for some reason, they think we owe them 50 quid and they're threatening to turn. Uh, we, we don't owe them 50 quid and we have proved that, but the bills keep coming. And, and so they can't turn our supply off because they don't supply us anymore. That's the stupidity of these people. So we told them and we've told the people that you have to go through to, to and I'm flipping fed up with it now so they can go do one. Um, and I, if you have a problem, by the way, with a call centre, if you have a problem, get in touch. This is the address. Rob, give them the address. Jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. Email us there, jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. Um, Jason says, all call centres, as they, as they by design hold your call and multiple others on a green sleeve loop because every call held earns the number the number revenue from the caller's line connection charge. Uh, millions of calls are soon out up. I don't know if that's true now. I thought they all, most of them didn't charge you exorbitant rates. If, you're, if I'm ringing the inland revenue or if I'm ringing, um, I, I don't know, uh, some other government place, they're not charging, are they? If I'm ringing British Gas to sort out my bill, they're not charging, surely. If it's an 0800 number, no, but if it's an 03 or an 0... What's the mm. other number? 08, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think they make yeah. a little little bit of money. Okay. Well, listen, I'll tell you what you do. Why don't you get somebody on from uh, British Gas next week or whenever we do a, you know, we can get them on. And let's ask them why they are so f flipping awful. So you want me to phone a call centre and stay on hold to try and get them on the show next week? No, no, you ring up who is in charge of their, their call centres. You're the oh. producer. Why am I telling you what to do? All right, okay, I'll, 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 I'll try. Here's a message for, from Tina James. Hello, Tina. She says, British Gas have been so, so rude and nasty to me over the past year. I've had this problem with them as well. And the latest thing is a couple of weeks ago, they sent me a debt collector's letter. I've had one of those. When I have a direct debit and it came out the day of the letter and after 10 calls, they have no idea why they sent it. The constant calls and over 80 letters in a month, another mistake. British Gas, whoever runs your call centres is doing a flipping awful job, and I suggest you sort them out. Peter Chapman says, just got off the phone after three different people. Two couldn't understand me, and another didn't help. Two hours wasted. Uh, Paul Frost has nominated NPower. We've had quite a few NPower. But I tell you, coming out on top has got to be British Gas. It has got to be British gas. Uh, Marilyn Child says it has to be BT, though. Shocking, just shocking. It's kind of clever, though, 
you just can't summon up enough patience to actually call them, so their complaints numbers must be quite low. Uh, Nicholas says the Department of Works and Pensions uh, or their sisters at ATOS. ATOS Healthcare is a nightmare. I would agree with you. Who else we got here? Chris Brown, Virgin Media, truly shocking, similar to banks. They'll give you an umbrella when the sun's out, but they won't even sell you one when it's raining. Um, uh, Jim Callan, Talk Talk, British Gas are bad, but try cancelling a broadband contract with Talk Talk and they agree to cancel, then don't and leave the line agreement open so that they can call illegally. Uh, come after you for monthly repayments afterwards and then they continue to tell you lies. The offshore staff, that is, they are totally useless and it took a strong letter to the secretary of the CEO to get the contract terminated and that was six months after it should have been utterly, utterly useless and the most frustrating call centre experience. Loads and loads and loads of you getting in touch about call centres but I think we will award in this particular case uh, because I've experienced it myself, the worst call centres at the moment are British Gas. Yay! British Gas, you have been awarded the James Whale privileged plaque for the worst call centres in operation this year. Who will be lucky enough to get it next year? That's the question. And if we could get somebody from British Gas to accept the award, that would be rather nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it would, yes. Yeah. So if you are listening from British Gas, get in touch. JamesWhaleRadio at gmail.com. And we'll see what we can do. Now, the other thing I've been moaning about this week, and really, really got lots of responses uh, on my radio shows, uh, those are chuggers. Oh, charity muggers. Yeah, charity muggers. Um, and one's just been put in prison for uh, befriending somebody and then trying to defraud them of a lot of money. Um, and I'm sure that's not a regular occurrence, but uh, it certainly stopped them. I, I then got in touch with the organisation who oversees these, uh, these lowlifes, and they're all, you know, it's perfectly legal to do it. And they have to follow certain rules and regulations. And I am informed that all these charities who use these companies, uh, where the very um, excitable young things chase you down the street, saying something like, uh, pretend you're, uh, you're walking down the street. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. oh, nice. uh, uh, um, hello, excuse me. Uh, yes. Hello. Yeah. Um, I'm James. What's your name? Um, uh, Rob. Rob, how are you, Rob? Um, I'm, I'm okay. It's a great day, isn't it? It's a lovely day. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. What are you doing today? I'm just off to the bank. Are you? Oh, good. Listen, can we just have a few words? Do you mind? A little bit of a chat. I'll walk with you. You're going to the bank. I'll walk with you. Um, I'm here to, to raise money for the people with Yellow Spots Association. Uh, right, okay, well, I'm, I'm a bit of a And I don't rush. know if you've heard about that, but people with yellow spots have a really, really bad deal. And uh, we're raising money. And I wondered uh, um, if you could, uh, if you would like to make a donation. It's so easy to do. We just take your de details and then you say how much. It's entirely up to you. You can be, it could be a pound, it could be 10, whatever you want a month goes out of your account. And that will be really good. If you give us five pounds a month, I mean, that will help lots of people with these yellow spots. Uh, um, oh, I, I'm, so, listen, here's the form. Why don't you look at this, uh, put down your details, and, and you've got, listen, you've got more than enough time to cancel it. In fact, you can cancel it at any time if you want to. Um, okay, well, if you're quick, just give me the... 
Um, yeah, yeah, no, he, he, that, okay. that's great. You'll really appreciate doing this, you know. And by that time, I've got so sick. Well, I wouldn't. You see, are you this stupid? <laughs> are you really this stupid that you would stop and start talking to some pillow well, who I, tries to befriend you in the street like that? Well, it was you, so I was trying to be polite. No, for goodness sake. They're all like that. You know, they try. They get you into conversation about nothing in particular, and then they try and get you to give you all their details, or all your details to them, and they put it down on a form, and then you're sucked in, aren't you? Yeah, and then they'll sell your details on. Well, I don't know about that, but what does normally happen, people come to their senses in a couple of weeks after they cancel it, uh, not knowing that, of course, they haven't given any money to the charity at all because the first couple of donations go straight to the company that do it. Really? That's how it works. They're not volunteers, then. They get paid enormous amounts. Wow. Don't give money to charities via those, those annoying people, usually young, over-enthusiastic prats who, who do that. Almost American in nature. Almost what? American. Not quite American, but almost American in nature. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Why would you do it? And they always wear those high-visibility tabards with their name and number on the back. I mean, it's all perfectly, perfectly fine, but I mean, I just, just wonder, I just wonder why anybody would bother. Why would you bother to do it? I wouldn't. Well, you just did. Well, I didn't know which way the thing was going. I thought you wanted me to well, go... No, what? <sighs> dear, oh dear. Would well, you want to try again? Look... <sighs> No, I think you've learned. If I do it again, I mean, it's just going to be ridiculous, isn't it? Well, I'm just going to say no and walk away. Are you? Yeah. Are you sure you're going to do that? Well, I won't walk very far because my cable for my headset won't go, but I'll try. Yeah. Yeah. You see, no, I, th I think best that you learn this as a lesson, all right? Okay. And that you don't, you don't do it again. You're beeping again. No, I'm looking at, I'm just looking through uh, some of the emails. Oh, I see. Multitasking. Yeah. Well, yeah, sort of. Uh, oh, there's somebody heard my um, heard my announcement on BBC Essex when I made it, saying, uh, "Caught me by surprise. I'm so sorry. You're moving on, but I don't doubt we'll be hearing and seeing you very soon." Well, that's very nice of him, isn't it? In BBC Radio at BBC Essex, and he cares passionately about it. Uh, the very best of luck, he says, for the next opportunities. Thank you very much. Very nice of him, isn't it? Very nice indeed. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, let's get back to what we were talking about. Chuggers. Chuggers. Don't give money to chuggers. That's my advice. If you want to give money to charity, you decide on the charity, you decide how much and when you're going to give it. I will, I will, I will. Yeah, good. Okay. Sitting in my room and I'm on my own It's cold outside and I'm feeling alone So I turn that dial and my radio's on I hear James Well and my troubles are gone I hear James Well on the radio I hear James Well and his podcast show I hear James Well on the radio Check out your uh, your new Ford dealers, and if you get a chance, have a test drive in the new Ford Mustang. What a car! What a car!
It looks nice. It is nice. In fact, you don't need to drive it very far. You just need to sit on it in the drive or in it on the drive. How big's the engine? Um, well, it's as big as you want. You know, you can get anything. You can get anything up to a V6, I think, if you want. Oh, okay, okay. I just want a two and a half litre would be fine for me. 1.4 would be fine for me. Really? Yeah, well, I only live three okay. miles away from my work. Yeah, well, you don't need a car. You can walk. Three miles? Yeah. That's a jog. Why don't you jog to work every morning? Have you seen my legs? Yeah, but they wouldn't look like that if you jogged to work. Um, now, Mary Berry has quit um, the British Boroff. She has. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually don't care one way or the other, but it seems to me that, that apparently it's very it's very upsetting to a lot of people. Not to Paul Hollywood, it isn't. Well, no, he's going to do it for the next three years. He is, yeah. Yeah, one man and his loaf. <laughs> one, one man and his loaf. <laughs> That's what they're going to call the new programme. Oh, dear me. One man and his loaf. Mm. But actually, the, the Channel 4, we talked, did we talk about this last week, or I talked about it somewhere. Why on earth did they bother to spend all that money on the, uh, the format when they could just have bought the presenters? And oh. they could have given it a different name and a slightly different look, and they wouldn't have had to buy the format. They could have bought one presenter, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Mary Berry, to be fair, she's, uh, she's had her day, hasn't she? Oh, you can't say that. I just said it. Why can't I say that? Well, I'm just, just for effect, really, I was doing that. Oh, right, you're trying to be provocative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to be the agent provocateur. Yeah, whatever that is in French. Yeah. Well, that's actually, yes, it is in French. You're absolutely right. Um, let's talk about the European Union, the uh, leaving of it in a minute, shall we? Okay. Um, but should we do before that, let's play some music, because you love this new song, don't you? Oh, yes, um, our friend, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Bross are back together again. Now, I have not heard, uh, and as you know, I know Luke quite well, and uh, Luke is in Hollywood making movies at the moment. I haven't actually heard from him. I can't see them getting back together again. I don't think it's 100% for sure. I think Matt has said on a, on a recent interview that he would like to get back together. A 30-year celebration at Wembley in October. Oh, that's just him by himself. Oh, right, Okay. I should I should tell him I'm available now to uh, to go on and host it. Well, you can get us tickets, can't you? I could do, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I've not seen the new stadium, but I can't. Oh, it's nice. I can't actually see Ross getting back together again. Oh, I can when the money's flashing around. Well, yeah, I mean the money might be right, but but Luke has spent. Uh, a long time, 20 years nearly, uh, shaking or trying to shake off the image of being in a boy band when he's a middle-aged man and uh, and honing his skills as an actor. I mean, he's made some brilliant movies. A lot of them um, have never come over here, but he's regularly uh, in movies in the States, regularly on television in the States. I can't see him coming back and doing that. He'll do one or two specials, I'm sure. I don't think so. But I might be wrong. It's unlikely. But I might be wrong. If anybody knows any different, you know the uh, the address, jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. Uh, get in touch. Uh, Matt's got a great new single out. This is it. It's called Gone Too Long.
Too long. The the well, when I say they, he uh, and if you haven't seen Matt, I, I saw him when he came over uh, to this country a couple of years ago. He was at the Cafe de Paris and he performed a, a set over there. It was just brilliant. If you, I mean, seriously, not like you would imagine. He even did, and, and it came out as a single some time ago, didn't it? Uh, when will I be famous? But he did it in the style of Frank Sinatra. It was very. I very mean, good. that that it was good, wasn't it? Mm. Actually, why would we give that a spin as well? We could give that a spin a bit later, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, right. Let's talk about the European, or let's talk about Brexit. What does Brexit mean? Uh, absolutely nothing. No, absolutely nothing. That was a track from uh, Edwin Starr's War. Yes, it was. What is it good for? War. Hang on, do it again. War. What is it <clears throat> good for? What? <laughs> no, come on, do it again. Okay, War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. There we go. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, I was talking to somebody the other day. Got, they got really upset with me um, on the BBC. Uh, they they raised It's always old people, isn't it? It's always the old people. And I'm old. It's always the old people. I'm embarrassed to be old because some old people are so, so miserable. 
And they usually start off with telling you they're 105 years old or something. I mean, why would I... I don't come on and say I'm 45, do I? Uh, well, you can't, can you, really? Well, I could do if I wanted to be boring. Why? Well, you'd be lying, wouldn't you? Isn't there some sort of regulations about lying on the media? I don't... Uh, what, what, why would I be lying? Oh, you are 45. Well, of course I'm 45. Oh, OK. I'll adjust your Wikipedia... How old do you think I am? I'll adjust your Wikipedia page, then. Yeah, I mean, they, but people keep going on there and changing, changing my age. 45, if I'm a day. I'm 45. Anyway, shut up. So this bloke came on and said, yeah, 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 yeah. because I've made the point, this is the point, right? Everybody's going on the newspaper going, oh, you know, we're doing really well, we're thriving, um, and uh, everybody said we'd be terrible when, when uh, we left the European Union. We haven't left it. We still, there's n absolutely nothing has changed. So here's, here's what some people are saying. Um, I, in fact, I asked the question, I said, look, look, why, why you know, I think it was John Whittingdale, the former culture secretary who moans a lot. He's the one who's got um, had a girlfriend who uh, had a very unusual job, which um, I think um, um, uh, sort of had, had uh, leather and whips and things involved in it. Nice job, I, I'm a very nice girl. Um, but but um, he, uh, he seemed to get embarrassed about it. I don't know why. I don't know why. Anyway, he's a great one for leaving the European Union. He wants it done as quickly as we can. and He wants Article 50 triggered off. And so we leave the European Union. We've got the usual old fuddy-duddies calling in saying, oh, good, can we get our borders back? You know, we have our own decisions. Nobody's telling us what to do. We live in a very small world. What, what other countries do affects us, whether we're members of the European Union or not. It makes absolutely no difference. You, you know, all this, oh, we get control of our borders. I'm talking like that because all the people who, who, uh, who have this um, point of view talk like that. Uh, and then he had a go at me and said, you never let anybody who doesn't agree with you get their point out. Well, how on earth can we have an argument? You're getting your point out. In fact, you've said it three times. We can't control our board. Listen, we're not going to control. How can we control them any more than we already do? Well, we won't have people coming in sponging off us, will we? We don't have that many people. I wonder how many people from other countries or even from Europe come in here and live solely on benefits. Very, very few. In fact, the people from, from Europe and the people who come into this country enable the lazy Brits, of which there seem to be quite a lot, to sit on their fat asses and do nothing, which is why we rely on foreigners to come in and run the health service for us, uh, drive our buses, uh, do almost everything that we're too damn lazy to do. If it goes ahead, then maybe all those people who lounge around on the dole and watch Jeremy Kyle will actually have to get out and do a job. When we trigger Article 50, then we will know the sort of deals that we're going to do. And everybody, oh, we'll do great deals. We'll just be able to stop people coming in here. We'll have exactly the same trade deals as we had before because they all, everybody wants to buy a Mercedes and uh, they won't want to damage that. Well, that won't happen. I can assure you that won't happen. And I think it was the Irish... Um, who, uh, who were going to leave the European Union, weren't they? And then they had another referendum and decided they'd stay. Do you remember? That was a, a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. So when we know, because we voted to leave, all those people, uh, strangely enough to do that, uh, voted to leave without actually knowing what the consequences are. First of all, we were told we get $350 million a week to go into the health service. Well, it won't be anywhere near that amount of money. It'll be something like $100 million a week, and it won't go anywhere near 
the health service because it doesn't work that way. The money will be needed for other things because the money that we used to get back from the European Union that went into different projects to support them has got to be found from somewhere. Otherwise, there are going to be a lot of projects half finished. So we've got that to contend with. So some people are saying, uh, Tim Fallon, to to, uh, name one, the leader of the Lib Dems, um, although I did say, what is the point of the Lib Dems? But he made an interesting point. He said if he had anything to do with it, he would make sure there was another referendum. When we knew what the terms and conditions for leaving the European Union will be and whether we would be damaged or not, then would be the best time to have a decision on whether or not we should leave. But he's quite right, isn't he, really? Because we voted to leave without actually knowing what the consequences would be. And we can't know what the consequences would be because, you know, nobody can see the future. So you have to you have to apply to leave, see what kind of deals you can do, particularly trade deals. There are so many people out there who voted in that referendum because they don't like foreigners, because they think the country's overrun with foreigners. And they think that, that leaving the European Union will stop that. Well, of course it won't. In fact, if anything, it'll make it worse because you'll find the French don't want to bother, so uh, they don't want to bother with keeping people in France. If people don't want to be in France, they want to come to Britain, then they're going to let them come across here because why should they have to deal with it? We'll have to deal with it here. And don't say they won't because would you if you were in that position? Of course not. So I think it's quite interesting. Uh, I'm fascinated to see where we'll be in about two years' time. Because will we vote to leave the European Union if we know that Nissan and Toyota and various other big international firms who employ thousands and thousands of people here, will if we leave the European Union, uh, Nissan have already said this and I think Toyota have too, will if we leave the European Union take their work to another country which is still part of the European Union? You can tell me your thoughts on this, but uh, isn't it about time that somebody said that if we are going to definitely leave the European Union, do we not need another vote after we hear what kind of deal we're going to get? Or does everybody think we're going to be so much better off afterwards? You tell me. I don't know. I'm asking the question. Radio at gmail.com. Welcome to all those who used to listen to me on BBC Radio Essex or BBC Essex uh, on The Breakfast Show, which I have now left. And I will tell you at the end of the show uh, where I'm going. Now... Um, is it time for Tech Talk, do you think? I can do Tech Talk, if you like. Now, uh, Rob with Tech Talk. Um, apparently, in Australia at the moment, the trend at the moment for spreading viruses is by delivering USB memory sticks to people's houses. Right. And the memory stick is payloaded with a, a virus. It's like a free gift. So imagine you've got a, um, a company that sends you um, a package in the post that says... How about um, promoting your business by having your own USB memory sticks called the James Well Radio Show? And it's got a nice memory stick with your logo on it. Um, and I've then, got one here. And then, then you plug it in, and then uh, it gives you a virus. So there's lots of uh, memory sticks being arriving by post in Australia. Ooh, better be careful. So if you get one in the UK, it's bound to happen eventually. Um, yeah. Be very, very careful. Do not stick it in. No, it, it could come preload. It could uh, come logoed up with yeah. like BT, for example, free memory stick on behalf of British Telecom, and then you plug it in, and obviously it's not from them, and they encrypt all your files, and then you have to pay them a fortune to get all your stuff back. Ooh, dear, oh dear. Well, I'm glad you warned us about that, Robbo. Well, there we go then. Yeah, no, I'm really, I, I'm very, very glad you did that. We could have been in big trouble, couldn't we? Um, film. Have you seen a film? Do you want to talk about films? Uh, I've seen Ghost this week. It's a very old film with Patrick Swayze. 
Why did you watch an old film? My daughter's uh, starting to get into horror films. She's only year eight. <laughs> but, uh, I think you should dissuade her. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I thought Ghost would be a quite a tame one. Um, yeah. But annoyingly, I don't know why they do it, but a lot of films insist on putting one swear word in because they're allowed to. Mm. For a PG, you can put you can get away with one swear word, as in the. And what was the swear word they put in? Uh, the one that rhymes with duck. What? F <laughs> I have to beat that out now. Um, yeah. So I had to set a timer on my phone so that I knew when because I read the uh, script and the timings of the script before I played the movie. And my God, phone went like, off. What a faff. Could I, you not just explain to her that it's a naughty word and she shouldn't use it? Well... Mind, she probably knows what it is anyway. No, she doesn't know that one. She knows shit. That's about she the... Knows <laughs> she knows shit. She knows shit, yeah. She, she knows shit. Is that? Do you mean she just doesn't know anything? No, she knows shit. Yeah, but that's a... She knows shit. Yeah, she, oh, you mean she knows the word? Yeah, she knows, she knows that's a swear word and that's oh. the sort of level she's at at the moment. I had terrible trouble today. Uh, I was doing an interview earlier um, about stranded semen. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's not funny. There are thousands of ships and thousands of, uh, uh, of seafarers stranded at sea at the moment because uh, uh, one of these big Korean shipping companies has gone broke. And so I had a bloke on talking about what they were doing for the seamen and that there were seamen all over the place <laughs> who couldn't... What are you doing? I've just realised what you're doing. I thought you said strands of semen. Stranded semen. <laughs> okay. I've got you now. Right? Right, yeah, okay. Semen everywhere. And it was quite serious, you know, so it sort of these... Well, it was a religious thing, and so why is it religious? People have to speak in that way. And we are trying to help all these people, and we will help as many as we can, and we're here for them. And if you know a seaman that's stuck, please get in. I mean, anyway, so uh, I nearly had a problem there. But anyway, hopefully they'll be sorted out and they'll be able to bring all the seamen back. Mm. Go rescue some seamen. Yeah. We did the uh, European Union, didn't we? We did, yes. We did the European Union. Well and truly. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is smoking. Um, because uh, smoking has fallen to its lowest level ever. Uh, and these are a couple of things. First of all, uh, smoking in certain parts of the country is uh, is still quite rife. But I want to know why. A, we haven't banned it in cars. It's a, this is an old uh, chestnut of mine. And every time we talk about, uh, and we, we, you know, banning the use of phones without hands-free in cars should be. And, you know, somebody who's um, texting, people texting while they're driving down the motorway. But why are we not doing something similar to those people who were smoking. They've got a lighted piece of material between their fingers and they're driving a car. Why? It is a bit strange. It's a bit strange. It's very strange. It's something that ought not to be allowed. Suck a lollipop. Suck a lollipop, yeah. And I think people who vape look ridiculous, by the way. So anyway, um, I'd like to see it banned in public places. If you want to smoke... There should be designated smoking dens licensed by the government where you can go and smoke. And that surely would be a very good idea, wouldn't it? And then you know, you know, you want to go. And, and companies that give smokers little shelters outside and allow them to do it. And the hospitals who allow people when they're very ill. You know, I saw a person not long ago 
who was in a wheelchair, who had uh, had pipes coming out of practically everywhere, and had a fag on. You know, it's just not on, is it? Not very helpful, no. Ah. Some of your thoughts, David Booth says he agrees, but the smoking in, uh, in cars and while you're driving should be banned. Jan Trim says, I'm a non-smoker, but do not agree that the right of people to make their own choices should be taken away. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, you can, listen, I don't mind you smoking, but not near me and not in public. Um, Eileen says, uh, when you buy me my car and pay for it to be on the roads, then I might consider not smoking in my car. What gives you the right to tell me I can't smoke in something I have purchased? Eileen, are you completely stupid, woman? Are you completely stupid? The reason you can't smoke in your car, you silly woman, is because you could kill somebody else. Because when you've got a piece of lighted material between your fingers, the chances are you could drop it on your lap, you could be looking around for hot ash, and before you know where you are, you're in the back of somebody else. Alan Bell says, uh, ban smoking in all public places. Let those that wish to pollute the air do so within the confines of their own houses. Chris Philpott says, no, I'm a smoker. Smoking is legal. Are you a prat, Chris? You're a stupid bloke. You know... Just because you pay tax and, and expensive doesn't mean you can do it wherever you want. I can't drive my car as fast as I like it. It's legal. I can't drive it as fast as I like. I have to comply by the law, and the law on smoking is ridiculous. You can smoke all you like. You can kill yourself. I mean, I don't mind if people want to put themselves down, but that's another argument. You can cause yourself all kinds of trouble, and you'll get treated in hospital because you will pay a certain amount of tax, I suppose. But I don't think you should be allowed to smoke in public, so you encourage children. You know, you watch all these junkies outside their places of work, shaking like mad, hands quivering and everything else. No, go to a smoking den. If you're a smoker, Chris, as you obviously are, right, you're an addict. Uh, cigarette help towards the NHS. I'm fed up with everybody moaning about smokers. They should concentrate on people that use illegal drugs. <laughs> Well, we, we do, but also legal drugs, right? Legal drugs, and, uh, and once you can't get your fix, mate, if you can't get your fix, you can be trusted in a car, could you? How many people who are addicted to nicotine can actually go through a day without a cigarette? None of you, because you're addicts. You can't function right. That's why employers allow you to have time off during the working day. Maybe you should have your pay docked every time you go outside for a fag. What do you think? It's something like £5.6 billion a year is lost due to people having a fag. Mm. And if we, uh, we didn't have smokers, the NHS would have more money because they wouldn't have to waste their time treating those people who'd polluted themselves. And why the NHS allow people to smoke outside the hospital, I have no idea. So, Chris, consider yourself, and Eileen, consider your... Or Ellen, I think her name is. Consider yourself both told off. And if you, want to, if you want to email me an apology, feel free. Jameswellradio at gmail.com. Oh, and by the way, if you want to complain about my attitude, then complain to me, because I'm in charge. I didn't think you would, because you know I'm right. You know I'm right. You're, you're junkies. You're addicts. You can't function without a fag, can you? No, I didn't think so. Uh, Martin Rines says, uh, I like to put out the cat amongst the pigeons. Really, Martin, is that the best you can do? Is that the best sort of repartee and whip you can come up with? Uh, Sharon says, yes, definitely, James. I'm just sick, sick of inhaling somebody else's smoke whilst trying to eat lunch or just walk about outside. You're right. You want to go and sit in the park, have a sandwich, and some pillar comes and sits down and starts puffing on a cigarette. 
Isn't it great to go into a pub and not come out smelling like an old ashtray? That is a good thing. I go into pubs yeah. a lot more. I go into pubs a lot more than I did. Uh, Sharon Carlin said, yes, definitely, James. Uh, I'm sick of it. Uh, Susan says, I am plus 60 a day and it should be banned in public places. Oh, I'm an ex. Sorry. I'm an ex. Hey, well done to you, uh, uh, Susan, for giving up. Really well done. Uh, James Watson says, closer and closer to a nanny state. Anyone that thinks it's a free world is sadly mistaken. You're an idiot, James, even if you've got the same initials as me. You're a stupid man. Owen Lucas says, a rule that will not be able to be policed at all. Of course it will. You start, you start smoking in the car. Like people using the phone without hands-free, a lot of them are now going to get punished and punished severely, and so they should. Right. I think it's time for uh, questions to the Great Whale, don't you? Uh, yes, uh, let's uh, do that. Get on with it before I give you a bollocking. Um, you can give me a bollocking if you like. I don't mind it. Yeah, you enjoy it. You're not getting one. Right, OK. Uh, Matt Pierce, what are your top five reggae artists? Uh, Prince Buster, um, Desmond Decker. <sighs> Prince Buster, Desmond Decker. Uh, uh, Max Romeo. Um, and then... Uh, 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 then, of course, the legend, the legend that uh, is Bob Marley and the Whalers, and I'd give him two or three goes, and, and maybe a bit of UB40 because they're quite good um, reggae bands as well. Next, um, Andy Swan. He's always on. Forget him. Let's move to somebody else. Okay, uh, Mark Stubbings. He's always on. Move to somebody else. We don't have any questions left. Uh, Bern- well, don't use the same people all the time. Get different ones. Uh, okay, right. Uh, Bernard Armstrong. Yeah. Why the hell do we keep being bombarded with those Muppets, the Kardashians? Well, we don't, do we? You don't have to watch them, mate. You know, it's up to you. Are you completely stupid as well? You don't have to watch them. If you don't, I don't even know who they are. I think one's called Kim. That's all I know. Well, obviously, you do watch them, don't you? I haven't got a clue who they are. Yes, you have. You that She's that woman with the big backside. Yeah, I know that, but I, I don't... Yes, I thought you did. See, you knew everything about them. You're just pretending not to know. Right, I want questions from people who've never asked them before, all right? Put so, that out on Facebook. Well, some more questions, some intelligent questions. So well, now Mark Stubbings says he's popped into Azra at lunchtime and somebody ordered scampi chips peas for lunch... Then came the crunch with gravy. Who has gravy with scampi? Well, anybody who fancies it, Mark. He's always asking stupid things. Like that Andy, what's his name? What is your desert island movie? What the hell has it got to do with you? Could you play a movie on a desert island? No, of course you couldn't. But what's the point of asking ridiculously? It's like saying, what are your five favourite records to take on a desert island? They do ask, what, what three things would you take to a desert island? The first thing I'd pick is a boat. Second thing I pick is, well, never mind. Um, <laughs> right, anyone, one more? All right, Kieran Fox, but he, he's always asking questions as well. They're all... Oh, for good. Or just do it. You always get the one your mates on. That's what I object to. Uh, does anyone else dislike that James Corden advert with him driving a car at night? I don't actually know what it's... I haven't seen it. What's it about? I've seen the advert, but I have no idea what it's advertising. That's a bad thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, in that case, it doesn't work, does it? No. No. <laughs> Okay, good. Um, listen, I wanted to rush through so we could finish off. Should we play? Uh, should we play Matt Goss's new version? Well, it was new a year or so ago. Of when will I be famous? If I if I play you that now, will you tell us where you're going? 
here's what I'm going to be doing. Um, in the next few weeks, I'm going to be doing some jobs. I know somebody thought, but I'm not doing, you know, I'm just doing some fill-in shifts at talk radio. Because Ian Lee begged. <laughs> he begged. Well, Ian Lee begged. Ian Lee said, will you do some stuff at talk radio? And in the end, I said, yeah, okay, well, I'm, I'm giving up my breakfast show on the BBC for a while, so I could probably fill you in. I mean, fill in. So I'm going to do some uh, shows for talk radio. Have you not? Has, no, can, do you know where talk radio is? I know where talk radio is, yes. Well, situated in London. You can hear it everywhere. It's a DAB radio station. Uh, proper radio fans will have DAB, but more importantly, it's online. And so whether you, you know, you get the tune-in app easily on, on your phone or any computer or anything else, can't you? Yes, tune-in app is a good one, yeah. Yeah. In fact, you, we'll put together some of the programmes and we'll put them out on the podcast as well. Next week, I think I'm doing four until seven, doing the Drive Time Show, the one I used to do on LBC, uh, for a couple of days next week. So catch those and give me a ring. Are you going to be working with Ash again? I don't know. I haven't seen him for a couple of years. It'll be good to catch up, won't it? He's still there. In fact, I haven't been... I think I left there, what, nearly... Is it 10 years ago or not quite that? It's been a while. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where I'm going to be. Uh, in the meantime, have a little listen to this. Uh, Matt Goss, when will I be famous? Join us again, tell your friends. Uh, but only only come and listen to the programme um, if you're not of a... If you're not of a nervous disposition, because we wouldn't want to upset you, would we? Well, I don't want to upset anybody. No, you don't, do you? If you carry on like that, then all we get is namby-pamby radio all over the place, don't we? So I'd like to get your thoughts on the European Union and whether or not it's time for a new referendum. When we find out what the deals we're likely to be able to do with the rest of Europe are, I think that will be a good topic for the next time. I'm going to have to come round and fix your microphone. Why? I've just banned the desk. Oh, okay. That's what it was, you see. I moved the microphone while I'm, I'm doing the show. Yeah, okay. Thanks for that. All right? Yeah, well, it's yeah. just more okay. editing for me, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, leave it in. It doesn't matter. It's live-ish. Yeah. If you go back through the programmes, of course, because I quite like Nigel Farage, by the way. Um, and if you go back through the programme, there's, uh, I think we've got a half an hour interview with Nigel on the show. We have, yes. We've got... Yeah. Lots of people on the show. Yeah, loads of people on the show. So go back and have a listen. In the meantime, thank you, Robbo. Thank you, everybody. Uh, go to the website, James... Well, oh, now I've dropped, oh, I've dropped the jack plug of me flipping headphone. Um, James Whale Radio at gmail.com. And if you want to find out more about the programme, uh, email us and we'll tell you about it. Go to the website, jameswhaleradio.co.uk, and, um, and you can buy stuff in the shop. Like the hat, which will be featured, um, of course, on the website, promoting this program. I'll take a picture of it in a minute for you. Good man. Um, right, let's go. i 
and fall apart Everywhere is from your heart Will you be a star? You keep asking the question One you're not supposed to Fashion, your life is full of passion. It's the way you are. You suffered for your art, the jargon in the park. You know you. You keep asking the question when you're not supposed to mention. When will I?